Welcome back to the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast. I'm Larry Van Mersbergen, your host, and I've been collecting Doctor Who since 1981. In 1985, I had this crazy idea of starting a small Doctor Who store, and I called it Bundles from Britain. And a couple years ago, when I purchased a book called Red, White, and Who, The Story of Doctor Who in America, Lo and behold, I found the name of my store in the index, and it's mentioned on page 384. I thought, wow, <laughs> that book is a wonderful book, and it's a great resource. It's written by some wonderful friends of mine, including Stephen Warren Hill, the late Jennifer Adams Kelly, Nick Seidler, and Robert Warnock. Please support this book. It's published by ATB Publishing and is available where most books are sold. Also, don't forget that this coming November is the Chicago TARDIS Convention in Lombard, Illinois. It is the 20th year of this conference, and it's over Thanksgiving weekend, that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so try to make plans to join us in Lombard. Uh, this year, as the Dr. Paul McGann, the 8th Doctor, will be one of the guests. If you want to find out more, go to chicagotardis.com, and be sure to stop by, say hello, and get your Doctor Who Collectors Podcast ribbon, and uh, just, you know, just introduce yourself, be friendly and say hello and tell me your collecting story. I love to collect those. Um, another podcast I do want to give honorable mention to and high praise for is the Target Book Club podcast hosted by my good friend Tony Witt. That is also available on iTunes. I will be a guest panelist on a few upcoming episodes. The next episode, uh, as of this taping, will be about the Mind of Evil, where I'll be appearing. That I'm recording that section uh, in a few in a few days. I will also be a guest panelist for Day of the Daleks, and tentatively, I've been asked to be a panelist at the uh, Chicago TARDIS podcast recording of the Three Doctors. Our theme song, everybody loves a podcast theme song, especially this one. It's Who's Doctor Who, written by Barry Mason and Les Reed, performed by Fraser Hines. He played Jamie McCrimmon in over 113 Doctor Who episodes, the longest-running character, and a good friend. Consider becoming a friend of the podcast. Uh, publishing a podcast does involve some expenses, and so I hope that uh, if you like um, the material, and I have a lot of material for plenty of shows. So um, if you want to help us out, a small subscription to $5 a month would help us greatly. You can cancel at any time. There's no obligation. Uh, you can reach our page at patreon.com backslash Doctor Who Collectors Podcast, all one word. And I always thank my podcast cast patrons we have none at the moment so be the first the first person to uh to do a actually the second tier which i think is a 20 dollars subscription uh we have a special gift for you so um you know let's uh, i'll announce that when we get our first person sad red isn't it people spend all that time making nice things and other people come along and break them a new segment on the show is i want to talk about collection protection 
or as the doctor says, uh, people make nice things and other people want to break them. But recently, I want to tell you a story of, of that, you know, happened to me not long ago, actually. Um, I have a Who room. This is where I record the podcast. It's where I keep all my Who collectibles. I try to keep them in, in good shape, protected, and well uh, displayed, you know, because you want to see them and enjoy them. Anyway, I, I had this decorative shelf. And what I mean by decorative is that it was a long shelf with a couple of supports underneath it, and you... Um, hooked it on the wall with uh, picture hook frames. You know, already you're kind of thinking, oh my, that doesn't sound good. Well, you're right. It was a bad decision. Anyway, I did put it, um, I put the uh, screws in studs and I hung it on the wall and I tested the weight and it seemed okay. So I, I put on there, um, basically what I kept on there was my WHL and hardbacks, but I also had a gold Dalek bust, a Daypole Dalek and TARDIS. Well, unfortunately, decorative shells are exactly what they are. They're not meant to hold anything. So one morning I found my shelf and most of my collection on the floor. Um, my Daleks were broken beyond repair, so I will be replacing those. Uh, nothing else was damaged, but now I have wall-mounted shelves that are guaranteed to hold up to 200 pounds and will not fall. So if you're Building your own shelves or deciding to hang something on a built-in, make sure your bookcases are not over their weight capacity. Books can be heavy. If you have records or LPs, those are even heavier. So make sure that they're weighted for that. The more um, I have a three uh, system of brackets and there's the brackets are screwed into the shelves. So um, I could stand on those shelves. They are not going to move. Um, and so be consider of that. Uh, if you have any collection protection stories or tips, um, please write us on Facebook or Twitter at, at Doctor Who Collectors Podcast uh, or email us at Doctor Who Collectors Podcast at gmail.com. And our website, don't forget, is Doctor Who Collectors.com. So that's a wonderful um, opportunity. I'm going to talk about many ways to preserve your books, your figurines, your collectibles, your records, your singles, your tapes, your VHS tapes. I have a lot of uh, confidence in the materials I use. Since I used to be a dealer, I used to put everything in bags. Um, my former partner used to joke that anything could be bagged, priced, and sold. Uh, this is almost true. Let's get a shift on. Anyway, um... We're going to move on to our, the focus of the show today. We're going to talk about the Doctor Who annuals 1973, 1974, and 1975 during the John Pertwee era, which is one of my favorite eras of Doctor Who. It's the one I started. I started watching Doctor Who in 1975 when I was six years old. My mother introduced me to the show. So I even, uh, I remember specifically, in fact, I found a photo. I made a Keller machine from the Mind of Evil out of Legos. <laughs> Absolutely just you know, I was I was a very young kid, but I never stopped watching the show. And it's uh, a long time after that now. Anyway, um, I've talked about Doctor Who annuals in previous episodes, so I'm not going to go into great detail about world distributors. Um, but they did publish these annuals for these three years. So, and, and remember that uh, the year of the annual is precedes the, or actually comes you know, I, I believe after the actual year of the show. So the 73 annual is really the 72 year. And then the 74 annual is about 73 and 75 uh, is the 74. Because if you know your show in 1975, Tom Baker took over the role. Anyway, let's start with the Doctor Who annual 1973. It features uh, John Pertwee on the cover from a scene from Terror of the Autons, um, trying to meld his 
uh, dematerialization circuit. So here are some uh, details about that annual. It is the number annual number seven, published by World Distributors, released in September of 1972. I was only three years old that time. The price on the annual was 70 pence, and in using various calculators in today's dollars would be about five dollars and seventy-two cents American, or four pounds sixty in the UK. It is a hardback book of 80 pages featuring the third doctor. Featured companions include Joe Grant, the Brigadier, and Mike Yates, and the featured enemy was the Master. So let me walk you through the annual. Of course, uh, my annual is not in the best shape. I've got a little bit of a tear at the top, so I'm always looking out for a better copy, and I may I may replace that one. It's also got the person's name. It's actually dated December, it says December 72 on this, but... Uh, that can't be right, but um, I'm, I'm looking into that further to see if my information, which I pulled off the, uh, the internet, which of course is correct, right? Maybe not. If you have further information or if you have better information, give us a give us an email. Uh, the inside always features the artwork. In this case, it's a great um, art of uh, John Pertwee. And um, inside here, we've got, you know, the copyright date is 1972, by the way. So it's... Um, it was printed in the Netherlands. Interesting. So a lot of great scenes here of Bessie and the Doctor and Unit. We have a story called Dark Intruders with some color, great color artwork. And um, I probably don't have the artist on hand. The artists were never credited in these, but you could probably find out uh, who the artist is. In any case, there's also uh, an, in, an interesting section on flags of the, of the world. Um, a little thing about another story called Escape to Freedom with some black and white art art there. A peep into the future about uh, a picture of the U.S. mail spaceship flying around the moon. And this is 1972, so right after the moon landing a few years earlier. A story called War in the Abyss. Uh, some of these stories are probably going to be featured on the new audio annuals read by various Doctor Who actors. So you might see those there if you can't find any of these. Um, astronauts uh, Survival Gear. Um, a little a, a quiz here of up in space. This quiz was not answered, thankfully. Um, another story called Hunt to the Death. Uh, the pages are in good shape, by the way. They're not falling away from the binding as I turn the pages. And you're probably thinking, why am I turning the pages? Well, you, you have a book. You want to you want to enjoy it. And another picture called a uh, story called Doried into Nowhere, which features the Roger Delgado master. Uh, very well known. Another quiz about the sun, the moon, and the stars, not filled in. Most of these had crosswords in the 60s. Um, okay, the crossword is here. It is filled in, though, so that's unfortunate, but that's okay. Um, I still enjoy the book. Saucer of Fate is the last one about a flying saucer. And um, there's a game called the Monster Game. It's usually a game board and rules, and it's, it's pretty cool. The Phaser Aliens at the end, and then a little bit of the Seven Wonders of the World. And the back picture of John Pertwee with the dematerialization circuit. So what is it worth? Well, I did some searching and I, by the way, I do my values based on what is listed at the time of taping. And I take an average of what sellers are describing. And so you can only base on, if the photo is good, you can kind of get an idea. But if they're just using a description, in this case, it was uh, on the high end, I found a copy in very good condition. They said with minimal wear uh, for $356. On the low end, it said a good clean copy with shelf wear and a little bit of tearing, about $26. So if you just want to acquire the book, for, for to enjoy it. It's really affordable. If you're looking for a better copy, you will be prepared to pay a little bit more. This was not a low print run, so there are some of those out there. 
Uh, let's talk about the 1974 Doctor Who annual. Uh, release number eight, the eighth Doctor Who annual, published um, published by World Distributors, released in September 1973. Uh, it was priced at 75p, uh, converted with inflation to the present day at $5.77 or £4.54, also 80 pages hardback, featuring the third Doctor, Joe Grant, the Brigadier, and Mike Yates, and the Master. So very similar to the 1973. The, the front cover is a picture of John Pertwee from, it looks like, The Claws of Axos, um, which is interesting because that's a different season. And there's a wonderful artwork on the inside cover of, of um, Joe Grant and the Doctor. Very, uh, very nicely done. The, um, it, the copyright is 19, uh, 1973 and printed in Italy. So they... They must have shopped around for their printers. Uh, the first story featured the master in units called Listen the Stars. I found it to be a very exciting one, uh, actually, so I won't spoil it. So make sure you, if you get the book, you can read it. These are great, really wonderfully written stories, I think. Um, another another issue, um, they, they put in a little thing here about outer space, because that still was on everybody's mind um, back in the early 70s. And then here's some history with uh, Archimedes. And reading the stars, and Einstein, and Galileo. Another thing about the post, it looks like the uh, the skyscrapers, and the um, two miles up is the next story. Out of the green mist, some wonderful artwork. Looks like the master is uh, disguised as a unit soldier. Um, they've got Joe Grant, beautifully written, and uh, wonderful stuff here. A little more about rockets, and then there's a comic called The Time Thief, which is in comic strip format. Um, there is a uh, another another trivia here. Let's see what else we got. Collection of cities. We've got uh, a guide to the monsters, including the werewolf, the chimera, the python, and the harpies. Another comic called Menace of the Molags, featuring the Third Doctor. Uh, Talons of Terror in black and white. Um, Talks about spacewalking, another, you know, space, space theme again, that uh, early time in the 70s. Doctor Who uh, meeting the astronauts here. And by the way, um, throughout all the stories, the Doctor is referred to as Doctor Who. Interesting. Now, you all know your trivia. There's only one episode of Doctor Who where the Doctor was called Doctor Who, and it was in the first Doctor. So if you know that answer, good for you. Okay, another another story called The Talking Heads. And little facts here about, uh, you know, it says Doctor Who's Facts and Fancies about Cackling Geese, The Flying Dutchman, Giotto's Picture, and Didius and Icarus. Pardon my pronunciations. And then um, that's on the inside cover, and the back cover is a smaller picture of John Pertwee with the Doctor Who Annual 74. The, my book is in much better shape. It's a lot tighter. It's a lot cleaner. There's not a lot of marks in it. There's absolutely no writing in it whatsoever. Um and basically what I found in uh, ver a very good condition, um, basically on the, on the high end here, uh, crossword completed, you know, that kind of stuff, uh, also talks about price, not price clipped. So I wanted to talk about price clipping. Anyway, on the very opening page of the annual in the corner, um, and not all annuals had this, but the price would be in the lower right-hand corner of the page. And if you were to you know, resell the book or sometimes the merchant, when they sold it to you, they would clip the price to show it as sold. So a, a non-price clipped book would be, would be nice. I, I often hold the cover up to the light to see if anybody traced the, or 
imprinted or wrote on the cover, um, you know, and they didn't. So that was pretty nice. Um, I found a, a, a good one here for about $65 on the high end and on the low end about 19 with uh, some tears, age tanning, tiny scruffs and writing. So this one is also very affordable. Um, again, uh, you know, if you find one in mint condition, it might be higher. But I also want to note, too, that uh, the value of any book, including an annual, is much higher if the annual happens to be autographed by the doctor portrayed in the annual. Uh, since John Pertwee is no longer with us, his autograph adds value to the book. Um, I can't exactly tell you, but I've seen his autograph book start at $100. Um, I have a copy of his autobiography, Moon Boots and Dinner Suits, which I'll talk about those books in another episode. But um, he signed it for me personally in 1985 uh, when I met him in Chicago. And it's one of my most prized books. And I have no idea. I would never sell it. It's, it's you know, it's a, I, I have it personalized. You know, I, I'm not, you know, in that business anymore. So I thought, well, this is for me. Anyway, that's the Doctor Who 1974 annual. Let's go to the last annual for John Pertweed, 1975. Some details about that. Uh, it's the number, um, let's see, we've got the, uh, let me make sure I got my, sorry about that. This is uh, number nine, ninth annual here. Um, was released in uh, 1974 and uh, priced at about 75p, which is, uh, you know, closer to $6 or five pounds. Um, currency websites and inflation websites help me estimate those amounts. It's 80 pages in hardback, like the previous annuals, um, and uh, features the third doctor, Joe Grant, um, and uh, the Brigadier, featured enemy, the Master. So looking through this one, this one has a picture of John Pertwee on the cover from Planet of the Daleks. Um, he's got, you know, his hair is fuller. He's wearing a velvet tuxedo. Um, you know, very, very uh, nice copy. This one happens to be price clipped. There is a, a, a thing on the corner here that's been clipped. So it's a good example of that. Um, the artwork is in color. It is copyright 1974 and was printed in England by Jared and Sons Limited. So walking through the annual, the first story is called The House That Jack Built. And it does feature Joe Grant, even though Joe Grant... Um, did leave the series close to that point. And then the next one was an article about the, it looks like a story about our spectacular sun. And again, another reference to outer space. Interesting. It'll be interesting when I cover the Tom Baker annuals, if they continue that theme. Um, and then another story called not just an empty space. Uh, Earth for the future. Let's see the time thief. That sounds interesting. Um, and this one features um, Sarah Jane Smith, by the way. Uh, crossword puzzle that's been partially filled in. So uh, that's okay. I don't mind that. Uh, comic book here, uh, comic strip. Missed the title here. Title Dead on Arrival. Nicely drawn. Uh, Fugitives from Chance, a spaceship over the English Channel. Um, looks like a pirate story, which should be pretty cool. Secret of Moon Rocks. Again, this thing about outer space. They must have really had that. Um, they were still excited about all that. Uh, more stories. The Battle Within. Um, I'm looking through the book. It says the master was featured in my research, but I don't see the master at all in this book. In fact, you know, Roger Delgado passed away in 1975, I think. Uh, maybe even sooner. It was one of the reasons that John Pertwee decided to leave the show. 
Uh, so that's the annual. On the back is a picture of John Pertwee from the Sea Devils. One of the most famous pictures of John Pertwee is him holding the sonic screwdriver with that hard look on his face as he's fighting off those those uh, sea devils. Anyway, that's the 75 annual. Mine is probably about in good condition as far as it has the price clipping and has writing in it. Uh, on the high end, a new copy. I found a new copy never used for $240. That sounds tempting. Um, and then on the low end, I saw an acceptable copy, which is probably a little worse than what I have here for about $55. Um, where I got my information on sale prices is I took an average from Amazon UK, Amazon.com, eBay, and Abe's Used Books and found um, similar conditions and tried to keep those, you know, kind of in the same thing. And, you know, as you know, there is no price guide like there is for the comic book world and for other collectibles. It, it's just there's too many things by too many different publishers and no one's ever tackled that task. I would feel it would be if I, if I ever were to venture on such a project, there would be so much criticism on that and probably would, would not be received very well because sellers want to name their price. And that's, you know, if you're willing to pay it, then that's that. Um, but be sure to stay within your budget. If you're, if you're collecting, you know, make sure you don't go crazy. Um, and we're going to finish here with the most outrageous offer. <laughs> Again, this is a repeat, but uh, the award for the most outrageous offer for Doctor Who collectibles goes to an eBay seller who is selling his entire WHL and hardcover Doctor Who collection for, get this, $15,000 American. I think it's like 11,000 um, pounds. My vote is it won't sell. I don't think anybody's going to put down that kind of money for all those books. Uh, he doesn't go into a lot of detail. Um, he says some of them are signed. Some of them are okay. Not a lot. I mean, if you're going to pay that kind of money, I'd like to inspect every book. <laughs> I'm, I'd fly over there and say, okay, fine. But I'm not going to because um, for $15,000, I can think of a lot of better things. But I don't think I would do that. Uh, if you're interested, go on eBay and, and you can find that. It's been posted in several Facebook groups as, wow, this is crazy. So uh, if you find an outrageous price... For a Doctor Who item. Um, and I can think of a few I've heard of over the years. But uh, let us know. And uh, we'll put it on the show. We'll give it a fine. So, and, and as Mike tradition, uh, thank you for listening to our podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and everywhere podcasts are found. And uh, if you've missed the previous episodes, you don't have to listen to them in order. I don't keep a story going uh, like in other podcasts. You can listen to them in any order or pick the ones that apply to you. Um, if you have any questions, please post them on Facebook, Twitter, or our website at DrWhoCollectors.com, and I'm more than happy to answer those questions. Or come and find me at Chicago TARDIS this November, and I will answer your questions in person. Uh, we usually close with a, with a recording, but this is not a rare recording. It's one I'm sure you've heard. John Pertwee, uh, while we're on that theme here, he recorded the song Who is the Doctor in November of 1972. It was released on Purple Records with the song Pure Mystery on the B-side. Um, now, if you're any millennials out there listening, please Google what I mean by the B-side. Anyway, here is Who is Doctor Who by John Pertwee. I am Larry Van Mersberg and your host. Until next time, keep collecting Doctor Who. Beyond the mind, the empty space that circles time. I see where others tumble blind to seek a truth they never find.